the year is 2021. As the world faces threats of both a pandemic and rampant stupidity, the future of movie theaters and film itself begins to look uncertain. Amid the chaos, two film geeks try to make sense of it all. When all hope seems lost for our pair of cinephiles, a beacon of light shines in the distance. A trailer so beautiful, so insane, and so over the top that it might just be the film to pull our heroes from their malaise. That film is Godzilla vs. Kong. Our nerdy duo sees this as a call to arms and embarks on a journey that few would dare, with one a seasoned Godzilla expert and the other an optimistic newcomer. Together, they will take the franchise head-on, watching all 35 Godzilla films in a time span few mortals could manage, all leading up to the grand finale of Godzilla vs. Kong. Join them as they escape to Monster Island. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Not Buff Film Buff podcast. It's me, Wes Skinner, and this guy, Josh Lapierre. Howdy, howdy. Today is a very special day, isn't it, Josh? It's the final episode of our very first series on the podcast, Escape to Monster Island. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Josh here is a lifelong Godzilla expert, and I'm a relative newcomer to the franchise, and we just spent the last couple months watching every single Godzilla movie known to man leading up to today's episode where we review the newly released Godzilla versus Kong. And then after we're going to be ranking all of the Godzilla movies, including Godzilla versus Kong. Josh, I can't believe we made it. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm doing good. I can't believe I'm already, we're already on the last episode. Like, holy shit, like 36 movies in like a month and a half. It's been a, it's been a trip. 39. If we count the three Kong movies, that's true. It's just, that is, that is a lot of media to take in. I'm a, not gonna lie, I'm a little burnt out on Godzilla. I've definitely I'm, I'm like Mr. Taco in the English dub, and it's like no more. I am sick of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely was a lot. I don't know. For me, I think I think because this is my first time watching a lot of these, I didn't like I wasn't like you where like even the bad ones, like they were my first time experiencing them. So I wasn't like, oh no, I got this one coming up, you know. Whereas you had to slog through maybe some ones that you weren't as big of a fan of to get to the ones you really liked. So I can imagine that kind of being a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Especially when we got to like the anime trilogy, the slump in the Showa era. Oh, just I was dreading some of those. <laughs> it is crazy, though, the level of investment that I have having shotgun this entire series. Like, shockingly, it's it's made me love these movies more. I thought I would have had the opposite reaction, like the reaction you have where I'm like, I just want to vomit from Godzilla overload. But um, I don't know. Honestly, it's been really cool and I feel like I've been a lifelong fan now already and I'm already excited about rewatching some of these. Definitely not all, but I would say at least half of these I'm I would say honestly put some form of love on that sentence and then like another quarter of them I really like and appreciate in one level or another and then, you know, maybe a quarter of them I could probably give or take, but Given that only 25% of them were really not, I wasn't crazy about, that's not, I'd say that's not too bad. Not bad at all. But yeah, so what, uh, what's your takeaway? What are some of your big takeaways from watching the series front to back and having grown up with it and also watching them in order? Cause I don't, I don't know if you've ever done anything like this. I, I have not watched them all in order before. So that was a first time because I, I've always said as a kid, I want to marathon it, have my own Godzilla thon. But it never got around to watching all of them like that. I would start it and then I'd end up losing a little interest and just not keep up with it. 
So now that I had a real reason to sit down and marathon it, I just ended up having a whole new appreciation for this franchise. And Godzilla is still my all-time favorite pop culture icon. You know, fuck the Marvel movies, fuck DC. Godzilla is my domain. Anything kaiju related, I I have fallen so deep into the kaiju, you know, world of tokusatsu and all that that I just I don't know where I would be if I never discovered Godzilla, and I'm glad I have it in my life. I'm glad I have it in my life now too. And uh, given that we grew up together, and it's such an important thing to you, it it means a lot to me to get to get into it and really kind of see what you see in it. And I'm glad that I, for a lot of these had similar reactions and I even love some that you aren't as crazy about. So that was really cool. It was just kind of neat watching any franchise, honestly, let alone something as interesting and unique as the Godzilla franchise just develop over such a long period of time. Cause we've talked about this before, but there's nothing else like this. That's this long spanning and that's constantly changing like this and always keeping in touch with what's going on in the world, specifically Japan. So this is just such a fascinating series. And it's such an interesting mix of, you know, being about politics and tragedies in Japan and also being about giant lizards kicking other creatures right in the dick. It's a, who would have known who to thunk. It would have been such a, a seamless combination. Uh, I just... This franchise has anything you could want. It has had goofy movies. It's had serious movies. It's had awesome movies. It's had bad movies. Yeah. There's it, some, it's there's got anything and everything. Yep. It really and hits the full spectrum. It really does. And I that's why I love the franchise is there's almost a movie for any type of mood you're in. If you want to get drunk and watch a good movie to laugh along to, you got Godzilla versus Megalon. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch something that's grim and serious, you got Shin, you got gmk you got return of godzilla you got gojira if you want something that's got just a powerful story you got mothra versus godzilla i mean if you want fan service galore you got king of the monsters 2019 yeah it just this franchise has got everything if you want and gorilla was, aliens fuck gorilla yeah aliens. i want my gorilla aliens <laughs> do i want my aliens wearing clown shoes or jester shoes you got that right do i want my partiers wearing fish masks absolutely (laughs) do i want satan's little gremlin hell yeah oh we don't no 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 that's where i draw the line (laughs) no 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 (laughs) we don't talk about minya first rule about minya that's where we draw the line don't talk about minya Yeah, this I mean, I love that we just have like all these inside jokes now based on our thoughts on these movies. And I love that like we really like, yeah, I feel like I've developed this whole other part of my life because of this franchise and it's really special. I've been into movies my entire life, but had no idea that like there was something this unique out there. And I always had a feeling Godzilla was like that, but I knew it would take a lot of patience or perhaps starting a podcast to do. So here I am with both and it's really exciting. So this has been a, a really fun experience. And one thing that's been really awesome is now that I'm more mature and not, you know, the like five-year-old that was growing up going, ha monster smash stuff. Um, you know, now that I have a real actual appreciation for film, being able to sit down and just marathon this whole series, it I got to view it in a whole new light. So a lot of these, it kind of felt like a first time viewing, even though I knew the story. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And I feel like it'll be that way for me too when we get into our next series, which Josh, I haven't told you this, but we will be, uh, we will be previewing and letting the listeners know what we'll be doing next at the end. Sounds good with me. 
So now, without further ado, we've talked about the Showa era. We've talked about the Heisei era, the Millennium era, the Reiwa era, all that good stuff, American stuff. We talked about Godzilla 98, which deserves its own category. Dog Horse shit. shit. <laughs> yep. Horse slash dog shit. <laughs> and now we're here at Godzilla versus Kong. So this is the newest film in Legendary's MonsterVerse. Uh, so this has been their own contained monster universe, uh, starting with Godzilla 2014, then Kong Skull Island, then Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then now we're here where the two big angry bastards pair off. Do we have a synopsis for this? <laughs> yep, I oh, can shit. easily read it for us. So Godzilla versus Kong, the second film to pit Godzilla and King Kong against each other. Godzilla vs. Kong will be the culmination of every entry in Legendary and Warner Brothers MonsterVerse so far. When Godzilla and Kong engage in battle for supremacy, Monarch embarks on a quest to discover the Titan's origins while the human conspiracy threatens to wipe out all of the ancient creatures. So yeah, it was just a quick little pre-release synopsis that I stole off of Wikizilla. Thank you, Wikizilla. (laughs) All right, um, man. I'm dying to hear it. What'd you think? Six years of anticipation and I fucking hated it. Wait, are you joking? Nope. Wait, what? No, no, for yep. real. I am not joking. I was I... super disappointed with this movie. Is this a punk? Am I? Nope. Punk? <laughs> what? You hated this? The only good parts were the scenes that had Godzilla and Kong in it. That's it. So 20, 30 minutes of this movie was all I was invested in. Yeah, from the beginning credits, I was, so we got to see Kong, and I was like, cool, we're on Skull Island, and then, you know, Kong's in that base, I'm like, what the fuck? It ends up being Truman Show, Skull Island. Yeah, I'm like, uh, Nani? What? (laughs) And so, one thing that pissed me off is it's a time jump for, like, X amount of years after King of the Monsters, so I was really hyped to see a world where the Titans were around and people got to see them in their everyday lives because that's how the end credits were setting up this movie from mm-hmm. king of the monsters they're like oh godzilla's off you know s- surprising people on their weddings and you know people are seeing them kind of chilling in their own habitats restoring nature this movie starts off the opening credits apparently godzilla's killed every fucking titan and i'm just like what kong and godzilla are the only ones left what so we just set up that there's over th- 13 of these guys roaming around and boom they're all dead apparently okay cool cool um some of these were like fan favorites that they wanted to see more of because we only got to see so little of them in the last one there's no afuka bay music at all when the last one had it so that disappointed me kind of i've heard okay i'll get into it i'll, I'll i want to finish hearing your thoughts but i do think that there's tributes to a fuka bass music here. yeah there's the there's an almost wannabe actually which like it i, I don't mind it, it was okay but it's every time i heard it i'm just like why the fuck isn't it just the afuka bay theme and then like of course what i was thought i would be okay with is more human characters but no they i i only cared about the one that couldn't speak and that's kind of sad but that's a hundred percent more characters that i give a shit about than king of the monsters though (laughs) because like 
Kaylee Hoddle, I loved in this movie. She didn't. Yeah. And when she, the scene when they first, when Godzilla first starts to show up to the boat scene, mm-hmm. you know, the battle of the aircraft carriers, and sure. she's like touching the wall and can like hear Godzilla bellowing in the distance. Oh, my, the hairs on my arm stood up. I'm like, dude, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not care for any of the human characters in this movie at all. They basically wrote out. So Monarch was set up as this huge organization studying the monsters. They have like two minutes of screen time this entire movie. I'm like, okay, so what was the whole point of King of the Monsters if you're just going to fucking write him off in this one? And then, you know, they had Kyle Chandler return for two scenes, and that's it. Or three scenes, excuse me. Or was it four? I don't know. He was barely in it and barely had anything to do. Yeah, he had his his own story arc. In I the think first it was two one. scenes, yeah. Or for King of the Monsters, yeah, his story arc basically finished. But it's just something like, why fucking bother bringing him back? Then they cut out Zaya Zhang or however you say her name. I'm so sorry. I think it's um, Zhang they, or something. But from, she, yeah. They cut her character completely out of this movie. Then Lance Riddick um, plays a character we see for one scene who speaks two lines. And apparently he's the director of Monarch. (laughs) And they cut out the scene that established that he is the director of Monarch. And Mm -hmm. Kyle Chandler's Mark Russell is the, you know, deputy director. So it's just like, that's some world building I could have used. And... Mecha Godzilla uh, would have been really cool if they'd used their own movie for him because he felt so shoehorned in at the end. Is like it was really cool that that was what was causing Godzilla to go, you know, run amok. That he sensed something being built, and I was just like, that was a cool story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Godzilla's not even the key character in the movie. He gets top billing for it. Instead, this is a Kong exploration movie to the Hollow Earth, which Jesus Christ, that fucking Hollow Earth was amazing. That was so cool. Okay, I was going to say, if the Hollow Earth doesn't get him, at least. No, the Hollow Earth stuff was amazing. And it's just like, I would have loved a whole movie that kind because they've been building up the Hollow Earth. So it was really cool that we finally got to see it in this movie. And of course, like, we get to like what would have been, I think, Kong's like ancestral kingdom, you know, the palace almost. And then Godzilla fucking destroys it in two seconds, just like how they destroyed Godzilla's home in King of the Monsters. And it's like, I would have loved to have a chance to actually explore those impossible movies. So, you know, prequels, fingers crossed. Yeah, Godzilla destroys that in like an instant, which that was really cool. I do appreciate the fact that they made Godzilla's atomic blast strong because we've seen it in past Godzilla movies, it going out into outer space to blow up meteors. So I'm like, hey, Mm -hmm. at least they brought back that. Yeah. I will admit the fighting looked fucking amazing. The CG Mm -hmm. in this movie is Oscar worthy. If it doesn't even get a nomination, then we need the riot on Hollywood. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate Brian Tyree Henry. Everyone's saying is like the best human character in this movie. I thought he was so cringy and awe. Like I, if this is what people think are good for Godzilla characters, I'm really disappointed. Rebecca Hall, completely wasted. I love her, and she was completely wasted in this movie. Like, I wish they'd given her more to do with Gia, because that was a really cool... I, The Kong stuff was cool for the most part. Alexander Skarsgård, I heard, was like the best of the Skarsgård family actor, of actors and everything, and I thought he was terrible in this movie. Then there's uh, Ren Sarazawa, played by Shun Oguri. 
I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he's supposed to be the son of Dr. Ishiro Sarazawa, played by Ken Watanabe. Mm -hmm. Do nothing with his character at all in this movie. He's got like three lines. Mm -hmm. So if they had named him someone else, wouldn't have cared. But apparently he's supposed to be the son of Dr. Sarazawa from the past two movies. And mm -hmm. what the fuck's the point to call him his son if you're not going to do anything revolving around his character? Apparently there's like five hours of footage for this movie. And... Adam Wingard is adamant that he's not going to release, you know, a director's cut. And it's just like, they got to, They're, the characters are so underdeveloped. And it's just like, yeah, I love Final Wars. Yeah, I love Kong Skull Island where they're cookie cutter characters and everything. But they, they fit the movie. Th those felt fun. This one, I was just like, okay, when's, where, where's the Godzilla action? And that's the only part I liked was the Godzilla and Kong stuff. And it's just like, what the hell? I, I was so hyped from the six years. I've been waiting six years for this movie. And I've been keeping it a secret from a lot of people that I fucking hate this movie. But wow, I was not anticipating this at all. I am yeah, heartbroken. I'm sorry. I'm, I am heartbroken for you. I am also interested because I really liked this movie. And I'm excited for this to turn into a debate because I did not expect it to. So now I would like yeah, to that, address that, some so, of your point. So like the entire time, Wes is like, oh, yeah, I really like this. And I'm just sitting here like biting my tongue, trying not to tell him that I hated this. But there's I'm a ready. lot of cool shit in this movie that I thought would have. All right. I allow just, me. Allow me to address. I will. Some of your things. You. And then I will. The floor is yours. All right. I will express. I think you'll get some of my general thoughts of how I view this movie through me addressing your points. Overall, in general, I look at this movie, I actually thought this was a dopey, fun Showa movie. This felt extremely the closest thing to a modern Showa movie that we've ever gotten. Now, I want to address the points that you made because I think it kind of reflects in some of that. So I want to first off talk about the human characters. Because if you look at Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is a natural comparison, because that was the Godzilla film before this, and we want to talk about human characters, and we want to talk about interesting characters, we want to talk about character arcs, there are next to zero character arcs in King of the Monsters, there are next to zero interesting characters. The best character moment in that movie, I think, hands down, is Surizawa's death. The exclusion of Zi Zhang's character in this doesn't matter to me. Because in King of the Monsters, she was barely in it. She was in she was in it as much as Lance Reddick was in this. She mattered as much as Lance Reddick did in this. Even if she maybe had a couple more lines like that bitch, she still didn't matter. And you mentioning what's the point of making him Sirizawa's son if they're not going to go anywhere with that? Well, I could argue what's the point of making Zi Zhang related to the Mothra twins if they're not going to go anywhere with that? It's just bullshit fan stuff. These movies have always had that. That's what reboot franchises are about so for me none of that bothered me in fact i liked that this was much more streamlined i think they took a lot of the monarch stuff out i think they realized this could be like i don't know where the franchise is going i don't know how well this movie had to do to keep them going i don't know if maybe part of why they killed off all the other titans was because they were like well we know what we're doing in this movie and we want to give it some sort of finality and maybe worse comes to worse, they can always come back to that portion in time between these two movies and do a movie where Godzilla fights all the monsters on the earth. I'm sure no one will protest to that, you know? So I didn't mind that. What I, what I mattered was I opening credits came on. 
you see that first scene before the opening credits, you know, with Kong walking around. I'm like, okay, this is where this movie's setting this. Now, how do I view it from there? I just accepted the things we took from those previous movies and I accept the things we didn't. Now, I don't expect everyone to look at it that way because you had more of an attachment to the last one, which I totally get. But for me, again, things dropped, things removed, things carried on. You're always going to run into that with franchises. You know, you could argue that the, the same could be said about moving from 2014 to King of the Monsters. Like, I think there's some things that it, it just, it's a new director with a new, with new priorities. As far as Mechagodzilla goes, I think the same could be said about his inclusion in this movie. This is a better implemented version of what they do with King Caesar in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. But we didn't have a problem with that. They hint slightly the whole time that this thing's going to be coming. In this, they devote an entire subplot to that. Now, if you don't like those characters, you don't want to follow that subplot, that's one thing. But it wasn't like the casino planet on The Last Jedi. This was all building towards this reveal. Like they devoted an entire like third of the movie to Mechagodzilla being revealed. And we knew it was coming the whole time. So like that to me worked. Like I was like, okay, this is the Mechagodzilla plot, clearly. I guess I just wasn't as connected to the extended universe part of this franchise. And I think that's where you and I differ so much. I think because you like all that stuff, you really love King of the Monsters and don't like this. Because I don't really care about that stuff, I really don't like King of the Monsters and I really like this. Because this felt like it stripped away all the fat. For me, it just trimmed away so much that this series did not need, that this franchise did not need. And it had its little references here and there, you know, refer to the Serizawa stuff. And then we get a whole Mechagodzilla subplot, which is enough for me as a fan. And you get this stripped down, just monster beat-em-up movie. Now, I've heard the criticism too of this movie not having a lot of monster action. But the thing is, when you got a monster action scene in King of the Monsters, it was two minutes and then they move on to another one. And it would be interspersed, intercut with all this human shit we didn't care about. When you have monster shit in this, you'd have it for like three to five minutes at a time. And if they cut to the humans, they were like directly in shit. And then it would just, you'd get these extended big fights. And these are the fights I've wanted for so long. Like this is the way I wanted the monster action to be presented. I don't care that there's only two real fights in the movie. They're some of the best fucking fights we've seen. And they're real fights. They're actual fights. They're not clips of fights. They're not humans watching fights. They're not like, they're just monsters fighting. And like, for fuck's sake, that's what we wanted, right? So, and again, this is not, nothing against your opinion. I 100% respect your opinion and anyone who feels this way about the movie. I just feel like this movie had the mindset that it clicked with the mindset I had going into it of this is just supposed to be about Godzilla versus Kong. Let's strip away everything that's going to hinder that. And to me, each side character, they were fine. I didn't, the cast didn't feel overly bloated like it normally does. There were characters that didn't matter, but they they didn't annoy me as much as they did in King of the Monsters. I dare not call you a hypocrite, Joshua, but calling Brian Tyree's Hen Henry's character in this cringy and then loving Bradley Whitford, whatever his name is, in the last movie, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. That was way worse. And this was dorky, sure. But again, I feel like his podcast character felt very reminiscent of like one of those random like specialists or like eccentrics that would pop in in a Showa era movie like or even like a Heisei like the Pteranodon enthusiast and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2 uh like there's always like these weird characters that they somehow managed to like rope in there and I kind of I don't know I it felt very Showa to me in the best ways 
probably like late era Showa when it was starting to become slightly more serious, but still goofy. And yeah, I, I dug the shit out of it. I think it was exactly what it needed to be and nothing more. And I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I did love the monster action. The, like, like you were <laughs> saying, the battle in Hong Kong is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in the Godzilla franchise. And Ever. the battle on the boats so fucking unique and so cool trying to see Kong like figure out how how to you know survive you know when water is Godzilla's natural domain and it's funny there isn't really much of an expanded universe on this franchise so it's just like basically what we've gotten is the movies and then a comic book prequel and that's it for each movie there hasn't been much of expanded lore like Marvel where they had one shots and then they had like all sorts of like you know like, web series and television shows and everything i guess to correct myself what i meant when i said you're attached to the expanded stuff is sort of the world building that they hint to in king of the monsters because to me that all feels expanded because it's not necessarily important at the moment and to me one of the biggest parts of that and the most intriguing part of that was the hollow earth and i feel like that paid off really well here yeah the ho- like i said the hollow earth stuff was really cool and like i said they had been building to it so i was really you know, hyped to see it. But at the same time, one thing I've... So for me, the time gap between Godzilla and King of the Monsters, it felt natural because five years really passed for us between the two movies as well. And we had the Kong movie in there. So we kind of got to see, you know, the makings of how everything's going to be. And so I felt that was natural, but this movie was supposed to come out last year, a year after King of the Monsters. And so if it had met at its original release date, if, you know, pandemic wasn't a thing, I still would have been just as, you know, it would have been just as jarring for me too at that time, because it's just like, why are they doing another time jump? Like the, the way they ended one of the final shots in King of the Monsters was the cave painting of Godzilla and Kong, yet you're going to jump another five, I think. I don't, okay, I don't think it's five years, but it's a good couple mm-hmm. years after. And it's just, just like I said, the way that they were ending King of the Monsters, they had all the Titans out doing, you know, they were setting up like it was going to be this world of Titans and everything. And I don't know if it's just my, you know, having binge watched the past 35 films, <laughs> you know, the hopes for me, I don't know, just, yeah, I will admit some of the character writing is dumb in King of the Monsters and everything but i don't know for me it it fit more in that movie than it did in this one yeah to an extent i i disagree because i I think the core character parts were about like the recent death of a child and yeah there's some like people coping with death in this one and some side arcs but to me what they were doing was they did that classic like give every character their one thing kind of deal which is very much how kong skull island did it i think the characterization was very similar to that actually I think Kong Skull Island, maybe the jokes landed a little bit better because there weren't there weren't a lot of like blatant attempts at jokes here. There were a couple of funny ones I thought that worked. But for the most part, like I'll admit, like the humor is not like very stellar when they do try to be funny. But what I think worked so well about this one was it it matched that tone of just kind of like the humor and the serious stuff blended and never got too serious to a point where it couldn't let you not take things seriously. Like there were totally times in this movie where they're like, hey, it's cool to just turn off your brain here. Just trust us, it's fine. Whereas King of the Monsters, I don't think it does that because it does have a weirdly kind of a serious tone. Um, And again, the whole like, 
Millie Bobby Brown being torn between her two parents thing is just kind of weirdly dark and sad. And then ending with her mom dying is it just felt jarring compared to again, what's his face just and Thomas Middleditch, you know, talking, making like weird, gross jokes. And I'm just kind of like, I, it felt like those conflicted where I feel like this movie very much from the start. I mean, the first shot of the film is Kong laying down on Skull Island with this content, peaceful look on his face in the sun. And to this, like some really chill song. And you're like, that's the tone of this movie right there is this movie wants you to just sit back like Kong is now lay in the sun and bask in it and just enjoy it. I feel Again, I, I didn't even mind the time jump because I feel like we needed to clear ourselves of some of that stuff because how are you going to go into a Godzilla versus Kong movie where the focus is Godzilla and Kong fighting with your last shot of King of the Monsters being all these monsters like walking the earth? It's just kind of like, it, it, sure, you could do that movie, but that was a different movie. And we knew from the trailers that was not this movie. I think maybe, sure, they could have written something in to explain where the monsters were rather than killing them all, but that would have felt like a weird throwaway thing. So I, I feel like at least it giving us a cool backstory, you know, it's like it's like in Star Wars, like I'm not mad necessarily in the original trilogy that we don't get to see the Clone Wars because that just doesn't feel like this movie's story to tell. It's not about that. It's about Luke and Darth. And again, when you go back to see that stuff, careful what you wish for situation so except the animated series which is fine but yeah it's it's kind of one of those things where i feel like it they used the mythology built from then to be the kind of prequel stuff for this to be the 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 prologue and i think that was actually clever because i think there was too much stuff going on in king of the monsters and too many threads left hanging that to just make a simple streamlined godzilla versus kong movie um, they would have had too much in the way. So I feel like this movie was like, let's just make characters specific to the story. Let's, you know, Kyle Chandler being reduced to a secondary character, I actually think was really smart. It's nothing against him. I think that his character, the mistake they made with the characters in King of the Monsters was they had everybody standing around in a room and it was all these characters that didn't do anything, but they were like, oh, you're part of the main cast. So you got to be here. Whereas this movie was like, no, we don't have a fucking use for you in this scene. Just go be somewhere else. And I appreciated that because, again, there's all these characters. You're seeing their faces constantly in King of the Monsters, but they're not actually doing anything or, you know, offering anything to the story in a positive way. So I feel like this movie kind of acknowledged that and just stripped it down to here's this like Goonies like story about these kids going on this adventure and breaking into a, a factory. It was kind of like a fun, like, I don't know. It felt like something like Ebra or something like that, where you just have like all these kids, these ragtag team who got paired up and now they got to go investigate the bad guys. Like it, again, it, it's so much of this reminded me of the old films. And while there weren't as many direct references, like there were in King of the Monsters, this essence wise felt much more like one of those films. So in that sense, that was the kind of fan service I wanted. And that's what I felt like I got. God, I wish I had that same view because that's what I wanted <laughs> when I went into this. I wanted just to, because the trailers made it felt like it was going to be a show of film. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hyped for that. Because like the way the CG looks is it, the skies kind of look like matte paintings like they would use in the background for the sets. And, you know, some of the buildings look like, you know, model buildings and. Yeah, I don't know. Who, I've heard people say some of the CG was shit, and I just want to slap them in the face for that. And I don't know where you've been hearing people say that there's not enough monster action. I thought there was plenty. I will admit, 
the first 45 minutes because that's right before that the first 45 minutes is kind of just setting up all the characters i guess but um i will admit there was a bit of a lack of monsters at some point like once we saw kong on the boat i was kind of like okay can we get to the godzilla fight i really want to see that fight and it was just more boring humans it's funny because i I think one thing that killed me going into this was everyone was raving at how good it was. Like I was seeing all those early reviews, seeing the I told you, I warned you, you can't get roped up in those. And like the Rotten Tomato score of being an 80 when I went in to go see it, I was just like, wait, people are actually liking Godzilla? Because they, everyone for some reason just absolutely shits. Like it's funny, you see um, 2014 Skull Island and this one are all 70s and 60s for reviews and then King of the Monsters is in the 40s which that is just a dramatic turn on how people viewed that one compared to this one and it's just like but yeah I was just uh, like I don't know it's just this one did not gel with me the way I wanted it to like I guess it's just because I had the two years to sit on King of the Monsters and being like, yo, I kind of hope to see some of the stuff they're setting up in this one pay off. You know, not everything had to pay off in this one. I would have been okay if it was, you know, you know, set up for shit further down the line. I'm okay with franchises doing that. But with this one, it literally like cut all those storylines right off. And it's just like, well, fuck, then what what, what was the point of King of the Monsters if none of those stories are going to get? Isn't it? Isn't it more then it, sorry go ahead. to like cut those stories? It just leaves King of the Monsters in a shit position because then everyone's just gonna look at like have even more disrespect for that movie where they're like, Oh, it's set up all this shit, then it's never gonna pay off now. And it's just like Josh to me, as a, I don't know. I, as a last Jedi fan, I know how you feel, but you know what? You just gotta ride it out. It's gonna be okay. People will hate on it yeah, for a while, and then just, people will come around in a year and say it's an underrated masterpiece, and then they'll come around in a year and say it's an overrated piece of trash. The internet's going to have its way with it over the years and you just have to have at yeah. it. But what that movie means to you, like, I don't think this movie takes anything away. Cause I, I felt like King of the Monsters felt like it could have been the end. You know what I mean? Like it felt like it was its own thing. I, I think their mistake isn't setting I, this up as a sequel to that. You know, if King of the Monsters had been the final film, like if they hadn't done um, kong skull island like if you had cut all the kong references out of king of the monsters i would have been okay with king of the monsters being that final american film i would have been okay but it's just the fact that it's part of the shared universe that you know is gonna be expanded and you know i just wanted to see i don't know i don't know what i wanted from this movie i guess and what i got is not what i wanted yeah i'm i'm very surprised i think i mean in a way i I had a small hunch that you would feel this way because again, I think you and I go into these things looking for different things. And, and sometimes those things line up, right? Yeah. It's like a Venn diagram. Every once in a while we get like yeah. a Shin Godzilla or a Godzilla versus Mothra where we're like, yeah, this movie's fucking amazing or a Mothra versus Godzilla, anything with Mothra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't, I, I think because I didn't have an attachment to King of the Monsters, I was still waiting for my, my movie in this Monsterverse. Yeah. I like Godzilla 2014 a lot. I really like it, like borderline love. Yeah. But this one was a step up for me. I, I wanted something a little bit better and or just a little bit better for me, I should say, a little bit more. I think this solved a lot of the issues I had with that. I think this took itself a little less seriously, and I really and, appreciated it for that. 
And one thing I like the whole apex um, storyline and everything. Like I like the idea that it, it kind of brought back the na- man versus nature where Walter mm-hmm. Simmons played by, I can't pronounce the actor's name. He's, I guess a really famous character actor or something. Uh, Demian Bichir. Oh yeah. He's in, um, I guess. Have you seen hateful eight? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, of course. I own hateful. I own yeah, he's, hateful he's the, um, what do they call him? Like Mexican Bob or something. He's the, I don't know. I, don't remember i was legit about to say this is the first movie i'd seen him in so oh no you've absolutely seen him in hateful eight yep i like that story of man versus nature and i thought it would have been really cool because i like the idea of king Ghidorah's dna being helped use to um run mecha godzilla because i was like dude that's kind of like the kuryu story but it Mm -hmm. felt so rushed that king Ghidorah's taking over mecha godzilla i would like i was just like with king of the mon not king of the monsters with against mecha godzilla that one was kind of hinted at a lot quicker you know a lot more i I don't know if it's just because it's a straight up mecha godzilla film in that one but that one it felt i don't know that one felt right for that story and i don't know i was kind of hoping maybe like a curry-esque story here and that's the kind of thing when we're talking about king of the monsters like that's how i felt about the burning godzilla being thrown in there like i was like there's no there's no reference to this this is just in there for fans and i felt like this worked a little bit better because we had an establishment with Ghidorah as a villain in the last one and so it felt like the revenge of Ghidorah, like coming back i don't don't know i was fine yeah um it was it was classic having like the sorry it it was just classic having like the evil monster then like smash out the the two villains like i don't don't know I, i just felt like it was very uh Again, man, I, I'm really sad and shocked you don't see the show in this because it felt so much like those movies to me. Like things just happened, oh. but also happened in like a pretty like I felt like all the fan stuff that was written in was very subtle, but it wasn't again, it wasn't as on the nose as King of the Monsters. It wasn't like that's a reference, that's a reference, that's a reference. But like they took the elements they wanted and then tied them all together. I don't know if it's just Marvel has engraved in me since childhood on how to do Easter eggs, but I, I like the fan service more in King of the Monsters than I did here. Um, I cheered when Kong shoved the battle axe down Godzilla's mouth. I cheered. Awesome. I was like, yeah. he did the thing. There were so um, many good moments in the battle. Like, oh my God. I like I Kong doing the is. whole, when he was hanging off the side of the building, holding the crane to use to distract Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That was, dude, Jonah even was like, dude, that was a cool scene. Like Kong <laughs> using his intelligence. Yep. I'm glad to say Godzilla won. I'm so happy <laughs> he kicked Kong's ass. I saw it with a, uh, um, I had a coworker over when I first watched it and uh, a friend of mine and, and he's team Godzilla and I'm, Team Kong, as you know, because I think to me, I, I like Godzilla a lot more as a character. But the reason I root for Kong is because he's like the more human one. You know, he just feels more. I don't know if those two are throwing down. I'm in Kong's corner. However, I I will own up <laughs> when I'm proved wrong. And Kong, and Kong got his ass beat. And I did like that they gave us a definitive winner. It didn't feel like Batman v Superman. There was no Martha moment. So that was nice. Save Mothra. Why do you know that name? <laughs> yeah, um, too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I love when Godzilla's, you know, as much as a dick as he is in other movies, I like the fact that when he got Kong pinned, he's like, stay down. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he, 
when Kong roars back at him, Godzilla's like, okay. He takes his foot off. And he's like, we're done. You stay there. Respect. We're fine. Respect. Yeah, and exactly. And I love the fact, because Godzilla could have killed him right then and there. He mm-hmm. just atomic breath right on his face, roasted Kong. He didn't. He was just like, look, I I won. I respect you. Put up a good fight. I won. We're we're done. And I did like how at the end, after he defeats Mecha Godzilla or Kong defeats Mecha Godzilla, mm-hmm. I like that Godzilla's like, we're even. You know, I have no more beef with you. You do your own thing. I'm gonna go back to doing mine. Yeah, he might as well have just given them a little nod at the end, which is nice. Yeah, and I do like the fact that they gave they finally are starting to give Godzilla personality, which is just like they kind of were starting to hint at one in King of the Monsters. And I'm, that was one thing I'm glad they continued with this one. And um, I'm surprised. I'm kind of a little disappointed they didn't change the design yet again, just to keep in line with the show of films on how his suit always changed. It felt like between movies, but I I'm really warming up to the King of the Monsters design for Godzilla 29 or Godzilla's design. So- Again, you're better with the designs and maybe they didn't change it as much. But to me, it, it, he did feel different. Like he felt more animalistic. He was like crawling on all fours. Oh, a lot more. yeah, yeah. He, he was almost they definitely characterized. He, they characterized him a lot different in this one. I like, yeah, I liked fighting. it, man. He was, he was scrappy and he was, yeah, I don't know. He just really threw oh, down. Dude. Like it wasn't just standing around till someone gets in his, in the way of his beam. He's like, nah, dude, I'm going to fucking come get you and i love that oh you don't yeah. normally get to see that from godzilla because he's normally just trudging around yelling and then until he shoots somebody but then, <laughs> yeah this was fucking i don't know i so many just jump off the couch moments for me the this movie felt like a movie that I, I don't know we talk about how for a movie to be this type of action movie right this like quote unquote like turn off your brain you know i almost hate using the word stupid fun because it's just like if the movie's not trying to be like you know some sort of cerebral film then why do why do we have to like comfort ourselves by throwing the word stupid in front of it like why can't a movie just be fun you know if a movie's not trying to be smart it's not being dumb you know so for me i kind of felt like this was that perfect balance where we got exactly as much human stuff as we needed to we got, I, I thought Brian Tyree Henry was really good. I do agree that the girl stole the show. I forget her name in this, but she's fucking amazing. Haley Hoddle. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And um, I thought Rebecca Hall served her purpose. That's the thing. I don't think these characters needed these big arcs. I think they just needed to be there. And like, I thought they actually had good chemistry for not being in it much. I like how Godzilla had his own team and Kong had his own team. And like, I, I, I and I love how, yeah, it's the type of self-awareness I like, you know? I mean, there's literally a scene where they're like, so round two goes to Kong. And I'm just like, this movie knows what the fuck it is, you know? Yeah, the going to Hollow Earth, Kong leading them back like a fucking bloodhound. <laughs> it's so cool. And then they get to this area and he, not only does he have a an axe made out of Godzilla's spike, but it comes complete with a charging station in the ground. <laughs> it's just like, that's the type of silly shit that I'm like, I'm so glad this movie has. Um, and then- I like that stuff too, because sorry to cut you off, man. I know we literally just talked about doing that. (laughs) You're good. good, Um, good. I did like the whole Kong, you know, like I said, I would have loved a whole whole movie just dedicated to Kong exploring the hollow earth, which apparently we might get now that, because this movie is doing financially well for Legendary and Warner Mm -hmm. Brothers. This movie needed to make 300 million and they'd be fine. And it's either already done that or is literally just about to. Okay, back to the Kong Hollow Earth stuff. I thought that was like the best part of the movie for Kong's story. 
Like I it, visually alone, that was amazing. Yeah, but you were know, in, I, you were invested. It was like a, a character because he was actually an actual character in this, much like Godzilla, and yeah. even more so. I mean, let's be honest, this is Kong too, right? And I think that's fair because we got two Godzilla movies. Now we get two Kong movies. Yeah. And it felt like a human character that hasn't come home in a long time, you know. And when he puts his like hand on the the like bloody print on the wall, and like I don't know, there were some like truly touching moments. There was a lot of storytelling oh, yeah. without needing vocals, without needing humans. There were so many. Were... Sorry, go ahead. And those were the parts that I did like. Like I said, I sure. loved all the monster stuff. I really did. It's just the story surrounding it. I I thought it was perfectly I... fine. I thought it was it was so it was simple. Shit. It was so simple. It was I I loved the Mecha Godzilla being controlled by a Ghidorah skull. I loved both the like I said both the villains getting taken out by him. I love Kong oh, crushing yeah. the other villain in the fucking shuttle thing in his hands, and I loved like there was just so many good moments and. I loved uh, the whole like Godzilla blasts a hole to the hollow earth and then they fucking like start shouting at each other through it. It's just so good. I mean, they're like talking shit through the fucking hole in the ground, like through yes. the center of the earth. Like that that's the type of shit I'm here for. And it was perfect. And it gave me all that. And then not yeah. I never felt like anything bogged it down. I really didn't. I don't know. I just did not. I just didn't vibe with this at all. Like I, I tried keeping my secrets from Jonah because he's like, wow, that was kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, the monster stuff and CG was pretty good. And I didn't say anything about the human stuff. Um, And it's just like, I don't know. It's just I guess King of the Monsters just got me so invested with this new world that to have this movie kind of ignore all the setup. I don't know. It felt like there was a whole. So it feels like there's been a whole movie we've skipped to get to this point. And that's what kind of bothers me, I guess. See, I felt that way with King of the Monsters because they just dumped all the monsters in there when there was only one in in the actual movie series before that. Yeah, I I guess with Kong Skull Island, I didn't feel that way because, you know, I it shows to me that, you know, in the world that they were building this, um, that they were aware of other monsters and Godzilla would have been in just its own self-contained Godzilla story. And Mm -hmm. the King of the Monsters was showing us the bigger world at large for this monster verse and then kong and godzilla went back to being this narrow story it's just like i don't know it just that didn't vibe well with me i guess and i loved the simplicity um, of it i loved it well i, I get the fact that it should have been just to me it should have just been caught godzilla and kong like yeah make offhand references to the other titans that were around you know keep kong fighting the war bat things down in the hollow earth that shit was cool i don't know it just it felt like it should have just been godzilla and kong i love i thought to me mecha godzilla was introduced perfectly like i said it was very reminiscent of king caesar he had an equal amount i would say he was in it more than king caesar and his story was better built up than king caesar's and it was more relevant to the plot than than yeah godzilla versus and- mecha godzilla right I don't know. I guess just the fact of the way they teased us with the whole a like where did Apex technology like all of a sudden we got this huge tech corporation that's even bigger than like Monarch and everything. It just but that they throw, in, they throw in corporations all the time in the Showa era. Like oh here's Happy Enterprises. Here's fucking these guys. Here's these guys. Like who gives a shit? It happens all the time in in the Showa era. I feel like like oh yeah, now but, we're focusing on this big business mogul and like I, to I don't me know, that didn't the, bother me. 
well, the Showa era also didn't really have jack shit for continuity, so each film kind of almost felt like its own standalone story. Where and I was okay with accepting that this was following suit with that. And I don't know. I just guess for the simple fact that I was hyped that Godzilla was finally getting a cinematic universe that I I held it to high regards. I guess that yeah on what I would want to see and. Because I would have loved to see a whole movie, like, because canonically there is a Godzilla skeleton existing in this universe that we see in the first 10 minutes of Godzilla 2014. Mm-hmm. It would have been really cool if they'd used that skeleton to build around Mechagodzilla and yet use, you know, still use, because um, I don't know, for me, seeing how this is supposed to be in the same universe as 2014, the leap in technology just doesn't feel right because now all of a sudden we got these anti-gravity vehicles where in 2014 it was 2014 tech basically and i mean doesn't yeah, the heisei era kind of do that though but that was the whole vibe of the heisei era though i mean yeah Why the can't Super that be the vibe just... of this era well it's just the fact that i don't know like it just i don't i mean i, I don't know because see that I, I totally get those arguments right there mm-hmm. like what you were just saying and just like for me I feel, like I said, I feel like a hypocrite because I like Final Wars and that shit. Well, then again, Final <laughs> Wars was contained to its own universe and everything where it's so, just weird. And So maybe I can help figure out why, what both, why I like it and what, what your issues could be with it. Because I think part of it, right, is it's doing, story-wise, it's doing the continuity thing that Heisei's doing. But it feels like we're jumping around like in the Showa era. But I felt that way yeah. long before this movie. I mean, to me, Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island, I was like, these guys are going to be in the same fucking universe. Really? And then you did uh, then you had King of the Monsters, which was like its own thing. And I was like, OK, so it's similar story, but we're always going to have different vibes and it's always going to yeah. jump around priority. So I feel like the problem is it. I, I think it's. I don't think they really had that concrete of a plan here. And I think they kind of did what Star Wars did, where they're like, each movie, they're like, hey, let's give this to a different person. So you get that kind of miscommunication that you get with like the Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams mix up shit, you know? And I think you get that a little bit here because again, every director is going to prioritize different things. They're going to see the world a different way. And when they're giving them that freedom, that's part of the cost. But I feel like the freedom allows them to make it gives me a movie I like as much as Godzilla versus Kong and you a movie you like as much as King of the Monsters. I think if they tried to stitch these together somehow, I think they'd have two movies that neither of us liked as much. Yeah, it's just like, I guess for the simple fact that I heard they were doing a writer's room between King of the Monsters and this. So I figured it would have a share a lot closer of a story because it's the same writers working together. But just to have this one feel so vastly different than King of the Monsters did. And it's just like, and that's this is one thing I've hated about the MonsterVerse is that it's always a new cast of characters. And I mean, past Godzilla movies have done this countless, countless times. And it's just like, I was hoping we would finally get a nice, decent cast of reoccurring characters. But isn't you know, it also it kind of doing, again, to go back to the Heisei era, I think it's kind of doing what the Heisei era did, where you get like one or two characters that carries throughout. And then yeah. the whole cast is different. I feel like they've kind of been doing that because you've had Sirizawa in two, you've had Kyle Chandler in two, and they're like, but they always play a different role based on what the story needs yeah, them to do. I, 
and again, I just I feel like a hypocrite because this is what the Godzilla franchise has done, and it's just I don't know why I hate it so much in this one, but I do, and it's just yeah. like uh, I feel so bad because everyone I feel like that one guy, you know. I feel like the one Metallica fan at a Megadeth concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel so. Yeah, I feel like part of it, too, is that I again, I've always felt like I never knew what to expect from these MonsterVerse movies. And I don't despise King of the Monsters, but I think it's fair to say I like the least of the MonsterVerse. And I really love 2014, but they kind of like never really none of them really felt like they go together at all. I mean, in I, I like them for reasons that because they're they're both their director's vision, their respective director's vision. So I, I think that's kind of the anticipation I went into this with. I, I didn't, it also helps for me that I wasn't attached to King of the Monsters because it frustrated me a lot that I was kind of like, I was ready for a new clean slate. Whereas you, you were more invested in this becoming a continuous, which is really something that would be that, have that much continuity is even different for Heisei, right? Like, because Heisei had continuity, but it was really just like Junior we followed and Mickey. Whereas like- Yeah, it was a very, very loose continuity in the- Yeah. Or not whereas, very whereas the, loose, but it was a loose no, continuity in Heisei. This was, this was tighter for sure, or was leading us into thinking it'd be tighter. And, you know, now they kind of ended up doing something a little more like Heisei, where it's like, oh, now we're in a totally different movie. And, you know, you just happen to see a couple of familiar faces, which- Again, depending on your expectations and depending on your attachment to the previous movies and where you were hoping it would go from there, I think, you know, enjoyment may, may vary. Yeah, this was just what I was looking for. I I wanted a lot of Kong. I got a lot of Kong. He was a great character. I am happy that they made him a character. I'm happy that he got a good amount of screen time. I feel like Godzilla, even though he had limited screen time, was really awesome in the scenes he was in and was the exact type of Godzilla I want to see on the big screen. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. This was total blast for me. I'm very, very much on the opposite end for you as you. Yeah, I just, I don't know, just the fact that I've heard of how much got cut out of this movie just disappoints me. I mean, there's a lot that was cut out of King of the Monsters, but at the same time, you know, some of the stuff that, I, I still hold it against King of the Monsters for cutting some of the scenes that it did. Um, and I guess just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just like I said, with this having the same writer's room as King of the Monsters, I was like going, oh, fuck. So I'm going to get a second Godzilla movie that I'm going to absolutely love to pieces. And again, I ended up only loving about, I'll call it half just to be generous on all the monster stuff. Cause I still don't necessarily know how much of it would technically be just the monster stuff, but I don't know. I just, I was intrigued by the past two movies or past three movies setting up Monarch. And I was like, cool, I'm going to get to see more of them in this. And I don't know, just to me, this just feels like wasted potential. <laughs> and again, like, I don't even really care for Mechagodzilla's design. I guess it's just, I'm, I think they peaked with Kiryu and that's it. <laughs> they haven't been able to come up with a new design that's even cooler. See, I guess and... I just, I miss an era of blockbusters where you would just go and all that mattered while you were watching it was your current experience. Nothing that you had yeah, invested and... before, nothing that it wanted you to invest in later. It strictly went in with, we are going to entertain you now. And for me, and that's I feel the like problem... they really pulled this off. And that's the problem franchise films 
are having is or not cinematic franchises i should say ones that are cinematic universe franchises excuse me mm-hmm. um i don't know it just i John Wick, I I go in not not having any expectations other than I'm gonna have fun watching John Wick fuck some people up, and that's exactly what I get in each John Wick, and that's exactly what I wanted. But I guess, like I said, I've had six years to look forward to this movie. So hearing rumors here, seeing interviews here, seeing behind the scenes photos here, you know, seeing the directors talking how they've been working together on some of this stuff, and it's just like. I had six years of hype behind this movie and that was my issue. I guess this was like, maybe like what would happen if someone was waiting for like, maybe the Avengers, like if they were like, if I was that Mm -hmm. age for the Avengers and everything and it not paying off for them properly or something. Now, Um, Sorry. No, what were you going to ask bud? um, Do you feel as though you would like, that this is a movie you could like take a breather from for a while and then knowing what it is, go back into it and potentially enjoy it a lot more. Maybe because hell, I, I was expecting to go into the theater, watch it, come home from the theater after, you know, get home, pop it back on HBO max and, you know, get ready to watch it. I don't know if it's cause I was generally just feeling like shit that day, but I didn't do that. I didn't have any motivation to, I was just like, I don't know. I, I felt empty after watching it. I I don't know what it was. I just didn't have the motivation. And like, I wanted to rewatch it in its entirety before we recorded this podcast. And I watched the first two minutes and I got to the opening credits and I saw all the, you know, defeated all the Titans again. And I was just like, it, it put me in that pissed off, you know, I See, just, I, I, it's so funny because for me, I like that thought never even crossed my mind. Like, and I think that just shows like how many different types of really with franchises in general, kind of the different expectations that studios create by building these franchises. Right. Is that like, cause, cause that stuff didn't even occur to me. It's just oh, like, I was just picturing something totally different. X-Men did this between first class and days of future past. So a lot of the X-Men that are not, yeah. Some of the X-Men and the villains in that in first class were killed off in between those two movies and that pissed off a lot of people too and that's kind of how i feel in this i think well. both those movies like, are great <laughs> oh no i i love those movies but yeah. i also get i also kind of hate it when you set up characters just to kill them off screen in between i totally get it if an actor couldn't return but these are fucking cgi models you have in a, your computer files like but at that point it, i don't know it feels like you're more upset with the things that like the weren't even in the movie rather than focusing on what was in the movie. Cause I, I feel like well, at a certain point you do have was... to kind of critique a movie for being what it is. You know, I mean, you can't just. Yeah. And what it is was something that didn't like, I, I was genuinely kind of bored in some of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when it, I didn't care for um the Kong, not like all the Kong stuff, but like when it was like, um at alexander skarsgård is that his name mm-hmm. yeah yeah alexander skarsgård when his character was introduced i was gonna be like cool so is he but the, i don't know his character i didn't care for i thought he was blander than aaron taylor johnson's character from... no 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 josh no i i, I genuinely i mean your opinion that. but no 
I yeah, just wow, I, I totally disagree. I think he had I, I think like aside from his his wonky uh his wonky accent, because he definitely struggles with accents a little bit. I think wait, he, he had an accent. I believe he's no, I, I believe he's not I don't think he's American. Um because he's related to Yeah, Stone he's Star, some Star. he's from Sweden. Yeah. So I think he struggles with an American accent. So I think that's part of it because that goes in and out a little bit. I think he is one of those presents. He's a presence that doesn't bore me to death, but also like, I think he needs to be written really well to play a really interesting character. Uh, I actually, See, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. For me, I think the story, I would have liked it a little better. Maybe if they had Rebecca Hall's character realizing that, you know, Kong can't stay in this contained facility anymore and then realize you know i'm pretty sure nathan lind lind that's the character's name from alexander skarsgård he was a monarch agent and she could have been like he was the ones one of the ones studying the hollow earth i should get in contact with him and have him help us you know bring kong home basically Mm -hmm. but instead they go to you know a third party goes to him to bring him into monarch to bring kong and it just that felt a little convoluted i thought maybe yeah, and like when they like, I don't know how the hell they digitally sent the um, power source from the Hollow Earth to Hong Kong. I don't know how the hell that worked. That confused me. I was like, you, you guys, that's not how computers work. <laughs> so care. apparently they got teleported. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, the stuff that I was asking me to, you know, go, hey, just roll with it. I just couldn't. And it's funny because it's like, this is Godzilla. This is this is the franchise where he's fucking flown. He's had a demonic baby. Yeah, all sorts of wacky shit have happened. And it's just like in this, it just, I don't know. It didn't vibe with me. Wow, man. This is, I'm still yeah. utterly shocked. I, I'm, <laughs> I, this is such a. Uh, How do you think I feel? This is quite the How way to. I feel I waited to wrap six... up our series here. Yeah, I was, you know, six years of hype going into mm-hmm. this, man. I was like, I was shaking. Like I was, when Jonah wasn't around, I was going, I'm going to go see Godzilla versus Kong. You no, know, I was freaking out. I was listening to the Godzilla soundtrack, you know, freaking hour like an hour before i went in i was listening to i was just getting hyped i was ready for this man and the only thing i could take away was hey they gave the monsters personalities finally and the cg was fucking god tier and the fights were dope and the hollow earth that kind of went in with the whole yeah Uh, like i said countless times the monster stuff was fun but i mean sometimes i don't know it just I hate the fact that people are like, oh, you don't need a human story in a Godzilla movie when there has just been, yeah, they've never been perfect, but there's been some really good ones that have made me care for the characters. But see, this, to me, this was this the best. Of... This was the best human cast, and probably in the monster verse, I would say. No, genuinely, I, I feel that way because I, because what do you, what do you compare it to? You compare it to piece of dry toast aaron taylor johnson you compare it to the misfits and king of the monsters none of who i'm committed to except sirizawa who has a moment that is not built up at all zero arc just one emotional moment that they give him and then you have kong skull island which is a bunch of like intentionally cheesy archetypes so while they're all likable and charismatic this was the one like you know just serious enough but in that like we know what this is way um that I feel like it was actually handled well. And 
again, Brian Tyree Henry's character felt like the podcaster felt like a modern rendition of the reporter, him and his weird, like conspiracy bonding with Millie Bobby Brown. I actually felt pretty, I, I liked the whole tap or no tap scene. I liked, uh, Oh God, I was cringing the entire time during that scene. I thought, I thought it was really funny. I, I just like the I, one part I, I, what are you going to say, bud? Uh, I just, okay. I, I like the delivery on Brian Tyree Henry of where the one guy's like, uh, the kid from hunt for the wilder people's like, Oh, I, I drink tap water. And he looks at him. He's like, yeah, I figured as much. It's just like, I don't know. Moments like that were just delivered in it. A lot of it's like, I'm not going to say the writing is incredible, but I mean, it's, it's for me, it was far less cringy than some of the shit in King of the Monsters. And Oh, I, yeah, so King much of the Monsters more definitely had digestible. I guess because I love King of the Monsters, I can look over some of the cringy dialogue like that bitch. And did he say gonorrhea? I don't know. Just those. I totally agree. Those were terrible lines. I can acknowledge that. But this one, I just the one like human beat that I liked for like the, that little, you know, Madison Russell and all those guys was when he was like, why do you have a gun holster with a bottle of alcohol? He's like, oh, it's, you know, a gift from my wife who had passed away and everything. And, you know, I keep it with me and the day that it's gone is the day I've truly given up or I know the world's gone to shit. And uh, Madison's like, dude, that's romantic. And I'm just like, ah, that. I don't know why I liked that part, but I did. And that was like the one part that I um, did like from his character. Um, I I thought it was kind of, I know this is a stupid complaint, but them pouring it on the computer was kind of, I was like, really, of course, such a, you know, simple way to distract Mechagodzilla. I don't know. That just, I don't know. That, it was like, of course, it's a water. And the know, humans yeah. had to, I like that they found a way to engage the humans because they normally don't. They're normally just standing there and watching. So if you find any yeah. alternative to just give them something to do, I don't care. And it wasn't like they accidentally knocked it. I would have been annoyed if they accidentally spilt it. But the fact that the other guy was the one. Oh yeah. I would have been, I would have been like really. Yeah. That, that would have pissed me royally off. I no, I, um, I they gave me just enough to chew on with these human characters. They really did. And I, I didn't need, I think when people say that you don't need a human arc, I think what they mean is, and what I feel anyways, is that you don't need it to dominate the film. You don't need yes, it to be complex. That... You don't need it to be the level of a like indie drama. You just need each of these characters to have one thing for us to give a shit about them. And they all do for me. And for me, oh, and another complaint I had was apparently every living human on skull islands dead so there's that i'm just like oh okay so an entire you know indigenous people has been erased off the face of the earth that's cool well, we, i we guess spent, I, we spent years away from the discovery of this island so i mean you know yeah, shit i know and it's just like i mean like and apparently like they reference a storm so it's like was that the storm that king Ghidorah was bringing around the world like what the hell was all that about i don't know i just i felt that it was stupid that they kind of I would have loved to see more on Skull Island, I guess. I'd, maybe a Kong movie taking place between... Because they spend so much time. Because the last time we see him is 1973. Mm -hmm. And then there's the prequel, midquel comic, Skull Island, The Birth of Kong. Which, mm -hmm. it takes place during the 90s, and it's just like... You know, maybe they should have made that into a movie instead to kind of help lead into Godzilla vs. Kong. Sure. It would have been cool to see more, you know... I don't know, it just... This movie, it felt like anything that had been set up in the monster verse, even if it was just an offhand reference, was taken away. I don't know. I don't so it's just like, yeah. And then just again, I had the six years of investment, you yeah. know, or 
eight no nine years no let's no, be no. honest josh uh, how old are you 20 it's gonna be 24 this year so you've had 24 years of investment let's be real <laughs> okay, now let's call it 20 or no <laughs> 21 just to be on the safe side because three years old is about as far back as i can remember anything godzilla related in my life (laughs) true but you probably still loved godzilla but yeah it's just it's just like i mean even after well this has also got almost 60 years in the making yeah 60 years in the making and it just like it felt like such a letdown i mean the yeah the original king kong versus godzilla ain't really too much to write home about but that one was a goofy, fun movie. It's got its charm. Yeah, and it's just like, again, this one, it's it, the monster action is the saving grace of it. And I mean, you could say that about the original King Kong versus Godzilla, but, you know, that's the 1960s when, you know, that kind of stuff wasn't really a thing yet. I don't know. I just, I am so pissed that I hate this movie, <laughs> and I'm so pissed that I that this movie didn't live up to the hype that I had. I like that this kind of turned into our old again. I'm not happy that you don't like it. That that bums me out a lot. But I do think it's intriguing that we both felt very different ways about it. And uh, yeah. we both came out of this whole thing feeling different ways about the movie we were all leading up to is kind of crazy. Ended up being yeah, our little I, Godzilla the, versus Kong. And again, that's another thing I'm really pissed about is I was like, oh, I can't wait to gush and talk about, you know, my favorite franchise making a movie. And I was ready to gush, like, man. I was ready for us to be. Hey, this is like us with Final Wars, where I was ready to gush about how dumb fun Final Wars was. And then you were like, fuck this movie. I did completely piss in your lemonade on that one. Yep. So I apologize. And now you're pissing in mine, so it's fine. Yep. Um, Yeah. And it, man, payback. Yep. Right. Yep. Just had to wait till the last episode. Yep. Um, I just, uh, this movie just, and the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off, surprisingly. And it's just like, I don't know. I just thank God singular point in Toho is going to be going back to making Godzilla movies to get me off this <laughs> doldrum. That's fair. And I mean, I'll always have King of the Monsters to go back and watch, but and now this kind of even taints my viewing of King of the Monsters because I'll know that the stuff no. that I wanted to see continued is not going to happen because of this movie. No, you'll move past that because I felt the same way after The Last Jedi again. I you'll move you'll you'll be all right. Rise of Skywalker doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've never never heard of the damn thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. This this is interesting, and I'm curious to see. I'm glad that it at least did well financially because yes, that means that... we'll probably get another movie in this universe and maybe one closer to what you want. You never know. Yeah, and that's one legendary's well aware that people because they just tweeted out a couple days ago when uh continue the monster verse was trending <laughs> and i'm like they know people want to see more of it and the fact that it's making money is making is making me happy because it shows that people want to see more godzilla and i'm not going to complain about a world that wants to see more godzilla never no i i am 100 and I guess I was bound. There was bound to be a MonsterVerse film I didn't gel with. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's only another time. Yeah, and I mean, this is kind of like Thor Ragnarok for me, where everyone loves that movie, and I just thought it was okay. And that was my MCU film that I didn't care for. I didn't know and that about t- you. <laughs> we have we have mm-hmm. discussions to have. Yep. Well, wait, now I told you I didn't quite care. I like some of it, but I didn't care for uh, all of it. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. I have terrible memory. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just 
I wanted to gush so much about this, and this movie just to quote Monster Island buddies, a shit in my cereal. Oh man, no, yeah. I yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> I had a good time. I had the ride I was expecting, and I mean, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I went to the movie theaters and got to see this on the big screen. That it's always a special moment for me when I can see Godzilla in mm-hmm. his glory on the, you know, a fucking thirty foot screen. That that always makes me happy. I mean, but this was the no strings attached, just all fat trimmed, just no holds barred blockbuster I wanted. I I really I really the think they knocked me. it. I really think they knocked it out of the park. Personally, that's my personal thoughts. I just had an absolute fucking blast. I've watched it twice now, and I really enjoy the shit out of it. I have two and a half times technically because I did just a monster fight viewing and. Call it call it two times for me then, because I've watched the yeah. final battle twice now. Yeah. Um, well, shit, or man. technically it'd be three three times because I would have um, seen the final. Yeah, I don't know. Well, here we dude, are. You do not know. <laughs> you do not know how upset, dude. I was like almost legit depressed when I got home. It kind of makes sense because like, you have been like you're normally really bad at hiding when you love something, but you're pretty good at hiding when you hate something. <laughs> so I was like. Man, I'm starting to get nervous. Like, I got to that point, but it never occurred to me that you dislike it this much. So I, I do have to oh, say, yeah. very surprised. I mean, I don't hate it the way I hate All Monsters Attack and Godzilla 98, where I feel those God, ones... I would hope not. Those ones shit on the franchise. This one, Godzilla felt like Godzilla and Kong felt like Kong. So I'm okay with that part. So that's why it doesn't... Spoilers, this doesn't even make it into the top 20. That doesn't surprise for me. me. That's uh, based no, on what you said is, about this it. Is al- this is almost, a, this is in almost like the top, you know, it's getting close to where Godzilla is going to be in the top 40. You know, Godzilla films are going to be 40 of them soon. We're only four away at this point. <laughs> Jesus. And this will be included in, I think right now it's at, yeah, want to want to do our uh, rankings now? Because I don't really have much else to say besides that I don't like the movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now that the smoke is cleared, we both uh, we both duked it out, proposed our opinions, ended up in a draw. I love it. You do not love it so much. But I think the most rewarding experience is that we're here and we have 36 Godzilla movies to rank. We've watched them all. How I want to do this, if this is cool with you, Josh, is we'll do... Our bottom 16, I'll do my bottom 16, you do your bottom 16, and then we'll do uh, we'll do our next 10 and then our next 10. That's fine with me. And the biggest takeaway I have from this franchise is I got a new Godzilla fan I can talk with. And I am, if that's all I can take away from this, I'm okay with it because there you go, man. One thing growing up that sucks is no one loved Godzilla the way I did. I had a couple <laughs> friends who were like, oh, yeah, he's kind of cool. And yep. then Jonah's like, oh, fuck, Godzilla's so stupid. But then he'll like, be like, dude, that, that fight was kind of sick, not going to lie. Yep. And it's just like I didn't have anyone who like could respect the films the way I respect them, and now I do. So that's that actually means a lot for me. That really and now does. I respect them. I just don't respect men yet. <laughs> oh, dude, I, <laughs> I 100%. Nah. Even though I kind of have a soft spot because I have the childhood nostalgia being like, no, you're going to respect Minya for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, I totally can get the hate on Minya. I hate, I love making fun of Minya. That gives me life. Yep. But yeah, like I said, I, I made a new Godzilla fan and that's all I can, if that's all I, I can take away from it. 
I have a new franchise okay to love. Yeah. And now I have someone to be like, yo, dude, look at new Godzilla news. So yeah, and I have someone to be like, I actually thought it wasn't that bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to go first, man, seeing how you're the newbie of the fandom? Um, yeah, I don't know. What would be more uh what would be more interesting? What's a bigger reveal? What my what my tops are, what your tops are. I think because you're the new guy, you should give your opinions because I think a lot of people will be able to guess the rankings on mine just the way I've talked about them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, why don't, why don't we make it more suspenseful then? You go first. So <laughs> All right. All right. Why, don't, why don't you do your uh, why don't you do your bottom six and then we'll do it that way. Do your bottom six. I'll do my bottom six. Then we'll go 10 by 10. Count That's down. fine with me. All right. All right. So at number 36, I have Godzilla 98 where it belongs. If I could put it any lower, I would. Uh, then at 35, I have All Monsters Attack. 34, I have Godzilla vs. Megalon. Oh, dude, um, you're breaking my heart, Josh. You're breaking my heart. Oh, okay. 33, I have The Planet Eater. Mm-hmm. 32, I have Godzilla vs. Hedorah. 31, I have Planet of the Monsters. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so my bottom six, 36, so I actually thought people were being melodramatic and I thought I was like, it can't be that bad, can it? But yeah, my Godzilla 98 is it because it just doesn't even feel like it deserves to be and have the Godzilla name. It's just very disgraceful. And then uh, 35. I'm sorry, Josh is Godzilla Final Wars. That's like my That's Megalon. Fine. Like, I feel like those are very comparable. Like I am to Megalon like you are to Godzilla Final Wars. Then it's fine. 34 is all monsters attack. Again, my only thing edging out final wars with that one is that it's shorter. <laughs> and then um, 33, I just put, I don't even remember the titles of them. I just put anime one, two, and three. So 33, 32, and 31 are 33 is the first anime one. 32 is the third and 31 is the second part. Hey, at least we kind of kept the uh, anime trilogy ranked the same way. <laughs> Yeah, the I, second one we thought was the kind of the better one. I feel like they're fine. They're just kind of like they're not even that bad. They're just I think they're only so low because they're just not memorable and they don't have the charm. Yeah, that the live action, a that's, lot of live action Godzilla has. That's the whole. That's how I view them. View them as well. They're not yeah. horrible, but they 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 just lack. Yeah. All right, now do thirty through twenty one. All right, so at number thirty, I have Godzilla versus Gigan. At 29, I have Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle. At 28, I have Godzilla Raids Again. At 27, I have Godzilla vs. Kong. At 26, I have Godzilla 2000. At 25, I have Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. At 24, I have Terror of Mechagodzilla. 23, Ebera Horror of the Deep. 22, GMK. 21 destroy all monsters i only put gmk at the that low is just for the simple fact that i almost forgot to put it on the list i was jesus I christ genuinely... man you're killing me <laughs> yeah i mean killing me hey we all vibe with different godzilla movies man that's true that's very true and that's part of what i love about it all right so you'll you'll hear some familiar ones in in my next 10 and you'll hear some not familiar ones that we haven't brought up yet so 30 is godzilla versus megagirus for me that movie's not even bad. It's just that it's not as charming as like a bad show a movie, you know? Speaking of, Godzilla versus Gigan is next. Then 28. All right, I'm going to cut you back. Son of Godzilla. 
<laughs> 27 is, but you know that was coming. 27 is Godzilla versus Hedorah. 26 is Godzilla Raids Again. 25, Godzilla King of the Monsters. 24, Terror of Mecha Godzilla. 23, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2. 22, Return of Godzilla. 21, Destroy All Monsters. How the fuck did we manage to rank two of the movies at the exact same spot on our list? Which ones were they? Terror and Destroy All Monsters are the exact same numbers for me. Wow. I don't know. It just, <laughs> just feels right, you know? I know, right? Destroy All Monsters, I feel bad because it, it does have a lot of really great moments. But like when I keep comparing it to the ones I have above it on the list, I'm like, mm, no. And I just keep yeah, slowly bumping it down. It's one of those ones that I'm like, like you're not that bad, but. Like I put in my very first ranking of the Showa era, it being, you know, putting Destroy All Monsters so low on it. I was like, dude, this feels like a, you know, friggin' war crime. Yep. All right. So let's do 20 through 11. So at 20, I have Return of Godzilla. At 19, I have Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. At 18, I have Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. At 17, I have King Kong versus Godzilla. 16, I have Godzilla Final Wars. 15 is Shin Gojira. At 14 is Godzilla vs. Destroya. 13 is Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. 12 is Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. And 11 is Tokyo SOS. Nice. I like that. Are Godzilla yeah. against Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS similar in ranking just because you kind of see them as like part one and part two of the same one. film? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Have you ranked? All right. Have you ranked 2014 yet? Nope. Wow. Interesting. Yep. Um, okay, so my 20 through 11. Uh, number 20, I have Godzilla 2000. I actually thoroughly enjoy the human stuff in that one. It's not it's not a perfect movie, but it's, it's pretty watchable comparatively to a lot of others. 19, so I haven't said this yet, but this list, do not see. look at my previous lists for reference to this list because I've had a lot of time to think about these movies. They're probably, they've changed already. They're probably going to change a lot in the future. But this is an example of one that has gone way up for me. And just because I've learned to respect it more over time for what it is, King Kong versus Godzilla. 19 is way higher than I was expecting to rank this thing. So 18, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. 17, my baby, Godzilla versus Megalon. It's just such a fun experience. It's so much fun. I love it. Uh, 16, Ebera Horror of the Deep. Another really fun one. 15, Godzilla versus Biollante. 14, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. That's probably way higher than most people would put that thing, but I love it. 13, Invasion of Astro Monster. That's another one that went really up for me. I always kind of liked it a lot, but I just the more I think about it, I really like it. And I have a lot more respect for Glenn now after all you've told me about him. So he's a cool guy. Uh, Nick Adams. Is that his name? Something like that. Hell yeah. Gotta love my boy. Hell yeah. Props to Nick Adams. Uh, and then number 12, I have Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. This is just like a super fun, like short, like just get in, get out dope Godzilla movie. And then at 11, I have Godzilla 2014, which has flirted with being in my top 10 and not being in my top 10 and i kind of landed on it being just outside but i do really i've been around the bend with that one but i really i really do love it so josh hit me with those top 10 
All right, my top 10. So this one, the top 10, not going to lie, this was the hardest part for me because I was like, God damn it, because I was like, I was writing it. I was like, mm, no, no, mm, mm, okay, no. I like that one just a smidge more. These are hard. Um, yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie. This is one of the hardest lists I've had to make. I mean, my top, I want to say the top five kind of shocked me on how much I, I love those movies, but yeah. We'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. All right. So number nine or number 10 is Godzilla versus Mothra, the battle for earth. So the one from the nineties at number nine is 2014. So okay. mine just barely made it into the top 10. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have it in there just because it was, I have a nostalgic spot for that. Cause it's, it's the first Godzilla movie I ever got to see in theaters. So it's always yeah. going to hold a special spot in my heart. Hell yeah. At number eight, I feel this is a war crime, but I put it <laughs> Gojira there. Um, I feel I always feel like hot damn. I always feel like Gojira. I feel like Gojira should always be the top, you know, a top five movie. Mm-hmm. But personally, I, I obviously I have a deep respect for the movie. It's just personally, I I get it. I love it. It's just not the one. I have to be in the right mood for it because it's such a dark and depressing movie. Well, and we've talked about how it's. If you look at the whole franchise, it's the least Godzilla movie of all of them <laughs> in a weird yeah, way. Exactly. You know, for, given given what it, what the franchise became, it's the it's very much its own thing. Yeah. All right. And then number seven is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, nineteen ninety three, because power of childhood nostalgia, and I just genuinely really love that one. Um, number six, I'm kind of sad it didn't make it into the top five, but the original 1974 Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. That one just a hair under at number five. Wes's his all time favorite son of Godzilla. <laughs> um, number four is Invasion of Astro Monster because I fucking love that movie so much. Number three, Godzilla versus Biollante. Number two, Mothra versus Godzilla. And number one, King of the Monsters 2019. Wow, it's still there, huh? Yep. And it's going to stay there even now. Because I remember you were like, dude, is uh, Godzilla versus Kong going to come out? When it comes out, is it going to take your number one spot? Because I remember you had asked me when uh, I told you that that was my favorite Godzilla movie. You asked me if I was just liking it because it was, you know, the most recent one. Yeah. And it's just like. Nah, I just genuinely love that movie. And I, don't I, ne- know what I it never is. meant that in like a, I didn't trust that you loved it that much. Just sort oh, of no, like no. A, a genuinely like a recency. Bias. Yeah, you were like genuinely curious. Yeah, because yeah, you've asked me about that when I told you Hardwired was my favorite Metallica album. And you again asked <laughs> if it was just because it's the most recent and just like I just vibe with it. <laughs> He's vibing. Yep. And All right, man. So yeah, that's my uh, let's hear your top 10. So moment of truth a few months ago. I had seen mostly none of these. I had seen like four. And now here I am after watching all 36. These are my final 10. I'm sure you're terrified because there's one you haven't heard already. <laughs> so number 10 is Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. I It just has such a classic vibe. And like, honestly, w- like watching all these, the ones that, the one of the moments I'm going to remember the most is just being in that sweet spot of Showa era movies. I was just like, fuck, I could watch like 10 of these at a time. <laughs> this is so good. And that that's definitely in kind of right in the middle of that. So nine Godzilla versus Kong. I liked it that much. I felt like it again. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I felt like it did what I wanted it to. It was the monster verse movie that I've been waiting for. 
I love these designs for these characters. I wanted something that was lighthearted, but fun enough that, you know, it didn't, I, I didn't want it to take itself too seriously. I feel like this was the perfect balance of all that. It was nice and short. It came in, did what it had to do and left. And I've already watched it, like I said, two and a half times and thoroughly enjoyed it. That could be recency bias. I don't know. I still have to rewatch a lot of these, but I, I did really, really like it. Number eight, I have Shin Godzilla. Again, a tough sit through if you're not in the right mood for it, but when you are, it there's nothing like it. It's such a unique movie. It's so cool. Uh, number seven, I actually have Tokyo SOS. I really like this movie. Yeah, I it does stand apart from Godzilla against Mechagodzilla for me quite a bit because the design for Mothra is incredible. There's amazing Mothra moments. There's amazing Godzilla moments. Amazing Mechagodzilla moments. It's probably my favorite, might be my favorite iteration of Mechagodzilla. Kiryu is just fucking awesome. I really, really love that movie. And then number six, I have Godzilla versus Mothra from 92. This movie was so close to being in my top five. It's so good. And one of the best scores I've ever heard in my entire life. Number five is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. That one did make my top five, just barely. <laughs> um, but man, is this movie fucking fun. And that one's, I've only gotten more fond of it over, over time. Number four is Godzilla versus Destroya. This movie is so good and so unique and so cool and depressing and also uplifting at the end. Just really love it. And then number three, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, giant monsters, all out of tech. This movie fucking rules. And then one and two, shockingly, have not changed since our first episode. Number two is Gojira. 1954 and number one is the movie that did the unthinkable which i did not think could beat it out and that's mothra versus godzilla that movie is exactly what i want out of a godzilla movie literally every time it's so perfect i've actually rewatched it since and i love it just as much so yeah there's my list i only problem i have with your top 10 is godzilla versus <laughs> kong being that high up that's it yeah. your top 10 i can i can fuck with that that's, right that's a good it's not a bad top 10 yeah, no. Um, again, uh, the, I just again I've just felt bad for GMK because I genuinely forgot about it. I'm a, I'm <laughs> offended. That's yeah, my number three. You're talking about. I know. I I've again. I some of these. I feel like I could hear the doors being slammed on. Like you fake Godzilla fan, you cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> please don't yeah, uh, just... to our listeners. Please don't send Josh hate mail or call him a cocksucker. That's uh. <laughs> Close-minded, ignorant, um, and also mean to Josh. I just found out. I was literally just poked my head on Twitter for a brief moment, and Gamoru Island, which has been a Godzilla fan page that's been keeping every fan, you know, they take from um, Deadline, Hollywood Deadline, or Deadline Report, or whatever it's called, Variety, mm-hmm. all those big sites and everything they keep us up to date on godzilla stuff even including the japanese stuff cool and apparently on april 4th so two days ago they um not them but like hollywood reporter variety one of them interviewed the ceo of legendary and they're already working on new scripts and stuff for the monsterverse so I told you monsterverse is going to continue yep I figured as much. I I'm genuinely happy because I know a lot of people were kind of can't. There was a huge fan base campaigning to kill the MonsterVerse after this. I know Toho wants to do their own thing, so I we're gonna be going on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're 
going to live in a world where we got two ongoing Godzilla franchises and that puts a smile on my face. Hell yeah, man. We did it. We're here. What a dramatic final episode. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I didn't expect there to be uh to be that much drama, but that was, that was great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That wraps it up for not only our episode, but our entire escape to monster Island uh, series. Josh, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with the viewers before we say goodbye to next time? Our listeners. Um, all hail to King baby and team Godzilla <laughs> for life. I don't care um, what anyone says. Goji is my boy. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to this. Uh, if you find this five years after it's made somewhere buried on Spotify, or if you find it a day after we record this, or you're just a family member checking it out because you love us. Thank you so much. It really means a lot. Everyone's been super supportive of this. And again, this is just something we hope to keep growing and, and keep doing. You know, if anyone has any ideas they want to share with us, we'll definitely be happy to consider them. We're, we're looking excited to the near future for more series like this in fact uh our next one is going to be the entire bond franchise it's going to be for your ears only as a play on for your eyes only one of the bond classics and uh i actually can't even remember if i like that one or not but for the most part uh this is kind of a little switcheroo for me and josh because josh having been kind of the sensei on this podcast about the franchise I grew up with Bond and I don't know it quite as well as Josh knows Godzilla, but I, I know it pretty well and a lot better than Josh does. So it'll be cool to kind of show my favorites and talk trivia and do some research on this and, and delve into that. We're going to be doing bi-weekly episodes. So we're not talking about seven to 15 movies at a time. We'll just be talking about two all leading up to the release of No Time to Die, which would be very exciting. You can find us as always on Twitter and Facebook at, at NotBuffPod and on Instagram at NotBuffFilmBuffs. This is on Spotify and I am working to get us on Apple Podcasts eventually, which will be cool as well. Thank you so much guys for listening. Thank you for Matt Williamson doing the art throughout the series and yeah we can't wait to see you on our next series at not buff film buffs this has been escaped monster island you guys have a great day sayonara